Whether you're just looking to stay warm during a hunt or need maximum concealment, the clothing you wear can make or break a hunt. At MidwayUSA.com, we understand hunting clothing has come a long way with more meticulously crafted camo patterns, advanced scent control technologies, and weatherproof options to withstand the elements. Hunters have to wait until their favorite season, but shouldn't wait on gear, which is why MidwayUSA offers super-fast shipping. When you're ready for your next system, log on to MidwayUSA.com. Knives, machetes, saws, and shears, multi-tools, shovels, swords, axes, spears, hatchets, and tomahawks. If it cuts, snips, slices, or chops, Midway USA has it. Find great gift ideas in our huge selection of pocket knives and other everyday carry folding knives. Make a statement or create a family legacy with one of our top-of-the-line hunting knives. We've got a great selection of manual and electric sharpeners, too. For just about everything for the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. Hello, everybody. This is Derek from Backpacking and Blisters. Thanks again for joining. Alongside me today is the only man I've ever known to use a fedora cap as a water filter, Carl Mandrioli. Carl, uh, how are you, buddy? Great. Great. I have some some good stuff today. <laughs> you sound like you uh, are in a thought-processing <laughs> kind of mood right now. I'm doing great, man. I've got some some good stuff today. I've got some new ideas and things that we can incorporate into our future episodes and trips. Exciting. So so that's Exciting. definitely to come. And yeah, I want to give a quick shout out though. If, uh, our Facebook site's actually starting to get quite a few likes and it's starting to to grow at yeah. a pretty fast pace. And I've been noticing that there's a lot of um, like servicemen and veterans out there that are uh, kind of supporting our podcast. And I just want to thank them for their service and thanks for listening. That is super awesome. And uh, definitely support all the people in the military that are, yeah, putting their lives definitely. on the line for us. Yeah. Thanks. Definitely. Thanks for that. That's a good point. I'm excited for today. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Are you excited for today? I'm excited because I've, we've had some of our listeners actually ask for things kind of along these lines. And so early in our season, we talked about how kind of a subtitle of our podcast was epic tales and epic trails. Right. And I think we've definitely hit, hit on that, but we, some of the stuff we're going to come up with today is definitely along those lines, but it's not always going to necessarily relate to us. Just some of the stuff we found out there, some of the crazy weird stories and, and just things that that are out there in the back country and the front front country, just on mm, the trail. Yeah, I think it's it's gonna be fun to dig deeper a little bit today. So just so you know, we're so we're kind of first out of this idea is like a long time ago. I read a backpacker magazine where they had this little blurb about how people kind of find weird stuff in the back country, and one particular hiker found this like I don't know fifty five gallon drum full of lard. <laughs> And it was <laughs> like nowhere close uh, to a road. So you can't make they that up. Hypothesized how it got. I don't think you can make that up. <laughs> no, no, no. And so I thought, you know, I've seen some weird stuff out there, but almost the the yeah. human experiences, as far as you know, what people are actually doing, sometimes kind of can top that. Right. So right. yeah. So you've got some stories. I for got us some today, good right? little good little tidbits today, for sure. Okay. Well, I've got I've got a plan for how we should do this. Okay. Have you ever known somebody where, like, you'll tell them a story that you find amazing or interesting or, you know, just whatever, like, you are trying to engage the listener in a story, 
and their immediate response is something like, well, if you think that's crazy, and then they share their story, basically completely demeaning your story and just trying to top it. Right. Yeah. Have you had that before? Oh, yeah. Definitely. Okay. So we're going to, are we going to, we should do that today. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, for sure. Like, like, okay. it's, to, it's totally rude to do that, but since, you know, but it's we're us. rude to each other sometimes. We, we get away with it. Yeah. So we're just going to try to top each other's stories. And so we'll start right. with good stories, but then we'll try to, like, kind of up the ante as we go. How about that? All right. Well, I don't, I'll, I'll, I'll start us up. I got three stories. Okay. And um, the first one, I'm going to save my best one for last, uh, or I think. Which is how, how this, this works. Which is how this okay. works, because I'm going to up you <laughs> consistently. Okay. So first, the first story is called The Shoe. Okay. So you guys can rank these on your own and decide which ones you like the best. Here we are. We're outside. We're backpacking. Okay. It goes like this. His friend found a shoe. So large the shoe was that he, he, this guy kept it as a trophy. And on his way back, he ran into a park <laughs> ranger hiking the trail. He found the shoe on it. And he mentioned it to the ranger. He's like, hey, I found this huge shoe. It's like huge. So he was escorted off the mountain and give us a, given a courtesy ride to the ranger station for like a formal report regarding the large boot. <laughs> formal report. Yeah. So there he was okay. until his. So he had to stay there until his identity was verified, and then he was released without a word of why he was detained. So when he returned to his truck, they decided to ins- the the Rangers decided we're going to inspect your vehicle that had been sitting there for a week. For they they used the excuse of fishing game violations. So suddenly he becomes a person of interest and faces grilling from the FBI for over seven or eight, seven or eight months regarding a missing park ranger. And they was he was suspected of foul. I'm sorry, that's not funny. That's just ridiculous. <laughs> he was suspected of foul play. So then the end of it is the huge boot ended up belonging to a a, a park ranger who had been missing, obviously. And at first, it seemed to be foul play. And then two years later, during a drought, the water was so low, it revealed that the park ranger's body was beneath some branches and debris in a large stream. And during the time he okay. went missing, the stream was just, you know, uncrossable, but he tried to cross it. How? So it was an accident. It was an accident, yeah. But how would you like to be just given all that heat for months, you know? By the FBI. So basically, like to sum up the story, basically a guy finds a shoe and is tells a ranger, and the ranger's basically like, okay, you found a shoe, I think you're going to need to talk to the FBI. Yeah, basically. <laughs> you might have killed somebody, which, you know, I, yeah, I don't know. But like how long the guy been missing, you know? I know people make dumb mistakes when they commit crimes, but if you did actually have, like were involved in some foul play, would you bring a trophy out and then like report that you exactly. had the trophy to somebody. Right, exactly. And then I'm like, if you, like if I'm the ranger and I'm like, yeah, my buddy's been missing for like four, three, four weeks or two weeks, would I then, if I did do it, travel back to the trail and go find a shoe and then come out, like like revisit the crime scene? Like people I know like to revisit the crime scene, but like would I revisit, get the shoe and then, like you said, would I present it? Right. I don't know, that doesn't make sense, but. Kind of, kind of gnarly. So I guess, I guess the flip side of that is, if you're trying to sort of like sabotage somebody, you can just simply leave a trail of shoes in the backcountry, mm. and they're bound to pick up one of them. And uh, that's interesting. Yeah, away they go. Put a little red paint on one of them, maybe something like that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> now you're getting a little creepy. Uh, speaking of creepy, okay. I, my first story is called Creepy Sticks. Ooh, 
All right. People get all kind of Blair Witch Project-y kind of in the backcountry. Like, it mm. gets kind of scared of every little thing. Mm. But what happens when it's intentional? There's a time when two hikers mm-hmm. went in 10 miles to a pretty popular camping spot in the state of Washington. Right. And they didn't have uh, much of an agenda the next day, so they're kind of exploring around. And they said they got bored. And so they found, I think, like a meadow, and they set up what they called a creepy circle of sticks that were sticking out of the ground and surrounded a single moss-covered stone. And they hoped that somebody would eventually stumble upon it simply to get creeped out. That's weird. I don't know. That, that leaves me feeling creepy, for sure. A single stick with moss? Just, no, a circle, a circle of sticks. Of sticks with moss or whatever? Yeah, so I don't know, like, if you if you came across that, would you be creeped out, or would you just be like, there's probably some people that are bored? I think it'd be like, somebody try is trying to be funny, but it's not working. Yeah, so I think based on that, I think, I was trying to one-up your story, but I think you're still ahead. Well, I am ahead, but I'm going to even up the any further with this one. This one's okay. more of a, I'll save my scary one for last. I got a scary one last, but this one is, is this one's called The Waterfall, Okay. Three friends were hiking a popular spot near their home. A 150-foot waterfall that takes about 45 minutes to climb uphill uh, to get to. And they never expected to find a 22-year-old girl face down in the mud, both legs broken with compound fractures, and her male friend dead next to her. After this... Wait, this is, this is like really dark, Derek. Is no, this, 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 like this, this, this is true. This okay. is true. Don't worry, it gets better. After deciding to go... You know, bouldering around the bottom of the waterfall, the friends came across two bodies. When they found the girl still breathing, they called 911, gave her the supplies they had available, and the helicopter flew her out to a local hospital. So the three friends found out that the girl and her friend had hiked up the night before, and they fell off the waterfall. Her friend went to go get help, but unfortunately, she died less than 100 yards from where they found the injured girl. Um, and the the girl who went to the hospital lived, even though she was found 20 hours after she fell off a waterfall. That's crazy. 20 hours. She was laying right. down in the mud right. with broken legs, and she lived. That's, what mm. a story. How do you, that's a, that's a pretty sweet story for the rest of your life, if you think about it. I mean. Except that your friend died. Well, yeah. I mean, your friend died, which is <laughs> okay. not cool. Yeah. But no, 150 foot waterfall, that's a long way down. You know right. I, mean? I think, yeah, trying to, yeah, I mean, obviously what they were doing was dangerous. I don't know. I'd have to know more about the story as far as kind of what the, like what they specifically were doing or trying to accomplish. Like, were you trying but, to cross the river, like near the edge of the waterfall? Because I can, I can only imagine you just, unless you're looking over the edge and just lost, both of you lost your footing. I mean, that seems right. unlikely. Well, there's people, I know that like there's some pretty big waterfalls in the Sierras that people just like swim around in and they're like, you know, directly upstream. And then, and it's, you know, Mm. with fast currents, it just like simply sweeps them right over. And every year people die in those waterfalls. Wow. So I don't know if it's a situation like that. Um, it seems like it actually reminds me of Ecclesiastes four, nine, uh, two are better than one because they have a good return for their labor. If either of them falls down, one can help the other up, but pity anyone who falls and has no one to help them up. So, mm. so that was a situation where there actually were two, but they didn't have the other one there to help them up because of the, the unwise decision. Yeah. But, true. Very true. 
but yeah, that's why. I, yeah, I, I think that kind of goes with why I prefer to go backpacking with other people. But right. that's just uh, yeah, that's a sad story, man. I can't Im- like I couldn't even imagine going where you know you're out on the trail and tragedy strikes, whether it's yourself or somebody else. Like like we talked about what we do in those situations, but just right. man, that would be it's yeah, that'd be tough to deal with for sure. Crazy. So all right, top yeah. that ready. That, that is Let's see what you got. That is crazy. Top that. I well, I don't have it. I don't know. I guess I have one that relates to death, I suppose. <laughs> so, okay. and the only reason okay. why I think this one would top yours is because this is actually like a story that I think people have heard because it's pretty recent. I think it happened last year. Oh, okay. But my pred- my my prediction is that you actually have not heard this story. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you might be right. So, I don't watch the news a lot. Yeah, and this one would have been like popped up onto. I don't know. Like if you were on some sort of website and it has like quick news stories, this one would have popped okay. up. Okay. It's called, at least it did for me, when fur isn't enough. <laughs> wait, is wait. what this one's called. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. When fur isn't enough. I love it. Okay, go ahead. That's right. That's right. Okay, so this one took place in Yellowstone last year. Okay. And there was, and so there's a spot in Yellowstone where if you drive along the road, it's just kind of like animal central. And so right. this is actually not necessarily an on the trail or a hiking background okay. story, this is, but this is in a national park, so it sort of relates. So there's a, um, a, tour, so a couple tourists, okay. and they saw a newborn bison. Mm. And it was cold outside. I think it was raining, and they saw that the newborn bison was shivering. Mm, terrible. And they felt bad for yeah. it. And so they decided that they needed to warm it mm. up and just kind of report to the rangers because they didn't want the bison just to simply, you know, die. So they were able to get a hold of the bison, the newborn bison, and put it in the trunk of their car. Come on. How do you... Really? They lifted that thing up? In the, come it's, on. An, it's a newborn, so uh, yeah. All right. They I, did. Still, though, those things are huge. Okay. Into the back. Not the newborns. Well, yeah. okay. You need to work out more. I mean, how many guys were there? A couple? I think it was a family thing. It's like a husband and wife. I, I don't know. I'm, I'm missing some of the details because it's okay. been a little while. But okay. anyway, so they brought it to the ranger station and okay. were like, hey, this is a bison that, you know, like this is just suffering from the cold. Mm-hmm. And the rangers kind of looked at them like, what in the world are you doing? And <laughs> they basically, they were basically, they were like, just so you know, because you have now like touched the bison and kind of interfered with kind of the natural order of things, the mother is going to reject this bison. We can't bring it back. It's no longer going to be part of the herd. It'll, it, it's simply going to die. So the only thing we can do is euthanize it. What? And so they ended up having to kill the bison. Yeah. No way. That stinks. Right. What you- so because the bison was euthanized, a yeah. lot of people kind of responded to this like on social media and stuff, and they raised the question, so when is it appropriate then to euthanize the tourists? Mmm. Mmm. It's Not very nice. That's, Not very yeah. nice. Wow. People make mistakes, but I think, yeah, I think you want to... Um, That's harsh. Combine your wisdom and make decisions based upon that, and if you don't know, leave it alone. I think, you know... Oh, that's a tough one because you know obviously the circle of life you know that happens <laughs> uh, lion king wasn't lying so i think <laughs> lion king. you know like i think it depends like if i saw like you know i think it depends like if i'm out in the wild and you see like a bird that fell or maybe it's a smaller animal or something or a you know not that big of a deal like you might just leave it or walk by and be like oh that sucks but like i don't want to interfere with what's going on but if it's like this huge do people feel more compelled 
if it's a larger animal, you know what I mean? Like if it's a deer or a bison or a, I don't know, like if it's yeah, a big I mean, animal. People talk about it all the time. Like people are really upset about, you know, the polar bears um, endangered right. and possibly going extinct versus just some random bug. Like people don't yeah, have as right. much sadness for that. What's your thought on that? Like what would you, what would you have done? Put it in your trunk? With a shivering leave, bison? Yeah, would you leave it there or put it in the trunk? Whoa, whoa, whoa. I would not have put it in the trunk. <laughs> what are you talking about? What are you talking about? You leave the animals there. They, they, they might be shivering, but they're built to I'm survive. I'm asking you. And, okay. All right. <laughs> I got to test you. I got to make sure. You know. Oh, my goodness. So you would, let, you would let the bison just... Do, how did the bison get there? Like, did the mom just bail out? I mean, I assume the, the mom was nearby, but the... I don't know that I don't know the history behind that family of bison. Sorry. <laughs> As you probably wouldn't. I don't know the family tree either. I don't know who the mom was or what her parenting ability was either. So Can you is that something you can look on ancestry.com for that? Or no? <laughs> Not really, probably. Okay. It's worth asking. That's a good story. If they buried the bison and they and you could access the bison's DNA then maybe they could send it in and figure out the heritage. Well, at that point, who cares? It's like the bison's dead. <laughs> I was playing, I was playing along with your ancestry.com All right, nonsense. Fair. fair enough. Okay, so what you got? Okay, number Top three. that one, Derek. Oh, oh, I shall. I shall. That's a good story. Sad, sad, but good. Right. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you, you know, I'm just going to go with this one. This is called The Cave. The Cave, <laughs> all right? Okay. You're out, you're backpacking. Sometimes you come across caves. In this cave, this is what happened. Okay. So a man took his young children to a cave not too far from his house. It was usually a popular spot. However, they had to, they had the place to themselves this time. This like this like that time of year there was nobody around. So you could walk through the cave in and out about 30 minutes without much difficulty. However, it was muddy that day, so they decided to turn back and head back toward the entrance. But halfway back, there was a candle lit mm. about eight feet up on one side of the wall. The candle was not there when they started the trip. There were no footprints, and the family never saw anyone in or, or come in or out, yet they knew someone was lurking by. Okay. Creepy? I think so. Did, well, what did they do with the candle? Do they like put it know. out? Do they grab it? They didn't say what they did with the candle. They just it stops right there. It's like okay. there's no footprints anywhere. It's super muddy, but there's this candle there all of a sudden. I'm just wondering if it was there on the way in and they just didn't notice it. I mean, it's a cave. Like your eyes like drawn to light. You know, mm, it'd be hard to true. miss a candle. I don't know. I don't know. That that is creepy. It's short but creepy. Yeah, kind of side note on candles. Did you know that like when a lot of the pioneers were heading west and some of them ran out of food and like struggled that like they ate candles? Really? Yeah. Hmm. So I don't know if that was edible, but um, that could relate to our survival episode. So if you, that, if you encountered that cave in the like survival scenario, just maybe you could apply that candle. But It's a thought. I don't know if don't I'll know. include that, but it's a thought. Okay. Here we go. Can you be? <laughs> so are you is this? Yeah, is this kind of more of a question? Like, how did the candle get there? It's one of those, you know, you, like a like any like a lot of movies. Like you just are left wondering, like, well, how right. did that happen? I don't know. Okay. Creepy. I I don't. I mean, the the, the lack of footprints is weird. 
Something tells me that somehow a Sasquatch was involved, though. Oh, you and the Sasquatch. Oh, th- we should just do the Sasquatch episode and get it out of your system. I feel like we, we need to do, do that. that. Or we could just talk about Sasquatch in every episode, and then... That's not... That way it's I don't think always related. Who would enjoy that? I mean... <laughs> Besides everybody? This- um, <laughs> I think in your mind that that's true, yes. All right, well, my last story is called The Long Nose. <laughs> did you make up these titles? <laughs> I did, yeah. You like them? I like it. I like it. Okay. I'm going to give you the title award. If you don't win the story award, I give you the title award. I don't think I'm winning the story. I, I think I don't think you put your stories in order, to be honest. I think they went in reverse order. I, I think thought, the first one was you know the best what? One. I got to be honest. I thought, the, uh, I thought the last one would have more bang, but it didn't. Yeah, and I've actually heard something about that. I didn't know about the lack of footprints, but I did hear about a, a weird candle story. Yeah. So I'm maybe sure it's because I already I'm sure they've been one, twisted a little bit too, you know. Possibly. Yeah. Over the years. Well, this one, speaking of being twisted over the years, this one's actually from a long time ago. This is before I was born. Ooh. Uh, this is September 23rd, 1972. Mm. Took place in Yosemite Valley. Okay. And it, this is a rock climbing one where mm. one of the most famous rocks to climb is mm-hmm. called El Capitan. And yeah. Hunting boots are a critical component of any successful hunt. Whether walking a short distance to your blind or trudging miles through rugged terrain, your feet are carrying the load. Without the right boots, you could give up early and lose out on that trophy just over the ridge. At Midway USA, we make selecting boots for your next hunt easier. With just a few clicks of a mouse, you can decide on what's important, like waterproofing, insulation, size, width, and savings. For just about everything for shooting, hunting, and the outdoors, check out MidwayUSA.com. This upcoming concert season will be all about the boots, and Tecovis is your stop for the best in Western style. Tecovis has seasonal and limited edition offerings this spring and summer, including men's and women's boots, apparel, hats, bags, and more. All Tecovis boots are made by hand in a time-honored tradition with timeless styles that are always on trend. And Tecovis has first wear comfort with little to no break-in period. It's hard to find this level of comfort paired with this level of style. Stop by your local Tacova store, have a complimentary drink or two, that's WCB style, and shop new styles. The smell of fresh leather and friendly staff are at your service. Many stores even have leather custom branding to make your boots truly personalized. And with regular live music and events, there's no in-store experience like it. If you can't make it into a store, just visit tecovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. They offer free shipping on all boots, as well as free returns and exchanges, and ship right to your door. Go to tecovis.com and find your new favorite pair of boots today. Fishing like a local isn't just about catching fish. It's about connecting with the environment and the people who call it home. It's about hearing the stories and traditions that have been passed down for generations and sharing unforgettable moments with the people you meet along the way. Fishing like a local is having an experience that stays with you forever. And with Fishing Booker, you can experience it too, no matter where you are. Discover your next adventure on Fishing Booker. Maybe I'll throw a picture of that for those who are not familiar with the Sierras up on our website. But it's, yeah, they they make movies about climbers that are, you know, doing new routes or trying to set speed records or whatever yeah and so it's a multi-pitch climb it's thousands of feet above the the valley and it's super epic looking Mm -hmm. anyway so this guy named neil olson was was rock climbing and in an unlucky accident he happened to pull a 125 pound boulder down upon himself 
And fun. he tried to dodge it, but it still like, glanced off his head and off his back, and it struck his right leg, and basically it smashed it badly. Now, I don't know how they determined how heavy this boulder was, because unless they went down and like identified the correct boulder later, but either way, it did a lot of damage. Yeah. Okay? Basically, at that point, you got to call in search and rescue, and search and rescue wasn't quite as advanced at that time, because it's a long time ago. Right. But they still had a search and rescue in Yosemite. All right. Side story to this. Seven weeks before this, there was a 17-year-old boy who decided he was going to go into a horse barn in Yosemite and torch the barn and all of the hay inside. And he lit it on fire. The barn and the stables were lost, mm. and along with another seven older wooden structures. And one of these had... Um, all the search and rescue, rescue gear, all the ropes, the webbing, the bolts, the carabiners, sleep bags, wow. everything. Genius. So basically, it all went up in smoke. So when this um, emergency happened, they essentially had very little equipment. And wow. so what they had to do was they actually got equipment from um, a military base in El Toro, which isn't too far from where you live, mm-hmm. Southern California. And they flew it in, and, and they basically ended up stringing together like ropes and webbing and all that stuff to make a 3,000 foot length so that they could not only get down, like rappel down to the guy, but then basically continue to rappel down the rest of the way, down the entire uh, face of the nose of El Capitan. It's pretty epic. So It's pretty epic. 3,000 feet. I mean, like, first of all, that's over half a mile of of rope. It's a long And when you're tying knots, it's like way more than that because that takes up a lot of space as well. But you gotta know what you're doing because, like, if oh, I yeah. if I, I feel like if I like try to wrap up my I don't know my cord for my Christmas lights, it always ends up getting tangled. But if I had three thousand feet of that, like, how do you keep <laughs> that straight? <laughs> you couldn't do it. I'm gonna say you could not do that. Uh, well, oh, here's yeah. my question. It's like okay, two questions. One, I imagine people saw him get stuck or hurt, right? And they called for help. I imagine. Yeah. Well, he and and typically when you're climbing, in, you're with it, other it people, right? Solo climb. Okay. Right? So that's what this I is where the where the you know the the this strength of having two people with right. you applies. So the second thing was like, you said a 125 pound boulder glanced off his head. How does head that Head and back. What do you mean glance? Like, like how does that big of a thing glance off So I'm guessing it like, without crushing it. Hits the edge of your head. If it goes like straight on, then I guess I'm sensing it would just crush it, right? Like scratched me on the way down. Just, just teased me, but yeah. didn't like hit me. This is 1972. There's no video footage here. There should be. I mean, they had video. But the, I imagine these are his words, right? Because obviously he's... Yeah, there's no GoPros. Either way, this guy, like, because he was saved by gear that was brought in from Southern California, he was able mm. to climb for the next four decades. He, wow. he was saved. His leg was saved. It was all good. And he could go do dangerous stuff elsewhere. That's impressive. Yeah. Mm. So I thought it was pretty cool. And, yeah, search and rescue... Um, has helped me before, and I mean those guys are legit. I, I'll say that's the most epic story of all the stories for okay. sure. That's definitely more most epic. All right, I'll take the title win, and I'll give you the overall story win because I think I think your your first one is still the best one. Yeah, okay. I like that one, the shoe. The yeah, shoe that was, that was interesting. I just I would hate to have that happen to me. You know what I mean? Like that would be right. horrible. Yeah, no, 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 for sure. Anytime you get caught up in stuff and you're you know innocent and it's just circumstances so yeah yeah all right i like that we didn't include any bear stories because i think we definitely want to revisit that as a whole separate episode i had two actually two bear stories but i saved those yeah and because speaking of that 
a couple episodes ago we talked about how we might buy the ursac and mm-hmm. and use that so and then bulletproof or yeah we got <laughs> bulletproof <laughs> and so we got some feedback on facebook about the ursac it was and good how, it was good yeah. like it, you know the bear would most likely just smash everything anyway and ruin everything but, I, but that's but here's the thing and that's what i want to talk about is yeah like for sure the bear would smash smash it if it got a hold of it i get mm. that but i don't care because i don't want to bring the bear canis in the first place i'm simply bringing it because i'm required to and i'm going to try to, to camp in areas where we're just not going to encounter those bears that's true is it worth it to eat crushed crackers than whole crackers to avoid bringing a bear canister to me yes is it worth it? Yeah. I mean, like, if I know the bear's going to crush everything I eat in there. He's is it worth smash the risk, my... I think, is what you're getting at, right? Well, yeah. Well, risk. Yeah, okay. So is he going to smash my PBJ and my, uh, you know, my cookies? Yes. But I can still eat them. I don't mind. You could still, yeah, crumb, yeah eat the crumbs, I guess. Uh, yeah, so I think that, well, here's the thing. Here's, here's one of the facts that might kind of put some of those issues to rest, is that just because you bring the bear canister doesn't mean that you are going to that that's going to solve the problem either because a court and this is actually from the ursac website between mm-hmm. july 2012 and july 2017 the, there were 85 bear canisters that were either stolen by black bears like the black bears brought it with them um maybe really? rolled them off a cliff or they're basically never to be seen again or they simply failed and somehow the, the black bears still got into them and oh, during wow. that same time there were only two ursac fails that were reported now granted they're not using the ursac because the ursac was relatively new but percentage wise you know like i've heard stories where basically people put their food in the bear canisters and they never see that bear canister again mm. and so I, yeah it's so it's not a guarantee and when you got to carry an extra two pounds per canister then yeah i don't know i don't want to go down this road and start complaining again but i did call up <laughs> it's I did becoming call up a gear somebody. review it's becoming a gear review i know, uh, I know. I did call up Yosemite, and I, because because another other feedback we got was like double check, make sure that you can actually use the Ursac because it's not approved everywhere. And so I did call them up and I said, "Hey, what's the deal? Like your bear canisters aren't 100 percent bear proof. First of all, like can we take this lighter weight option?" And they basically said, "Yeah, we're still working on that, but we don't know yet. So at this time, no, you can't." Well, that so, and that was yeah, and that was my question when we brought this up: Is it approved? Um, right. And because I, you know, it's. They have what they know is going to work for their park, and or, or they think there's going to work. But like you look at the Ursac here, and it's like a zip tie, right? As opposed to like the screwed on top of a bear canister. And it seems like the bear could get in there at some point, like get a claw in there maybe. But right. um, I guess not. Maybe it's maybe it is good. I feel like there's only no. I mean, if it's yeah, if it's really as hardy as it, as they say it is, then yeah, it's just gonna, it could just chew it up, and so the contents inside will get all mashed up, like like we talked about, right? But if you tie it right and you tie it to a tree, mm-hmm. you'll have mashed up food versus no food potentially. That's true. And so, I feel like I'd, I'd want to gamble and try it. Yeah. And there is an aluminum liner you can buy, which would add weight to it. But I think it's also supposed to protect it from getting all mashed up if you, if you really right. want to up the ante. But anyway, that's enough on the Ursac. It's time to talk about trivia. Giddy up. And I have, here's here's my new idea for okay. trivia. Here we go. Because sometimes we do this like, you know, if you don't get it right, we have like these silly punishments and then sometimes we don't. But somebody gave me an idea this past week mm. where I think we should do 
we should like maybe not every time, but we should have some punishments involved where they play out in the backcountry. So if one of us fails a trivia, then the other person assigns something that they've got to do or something that has to happen to them Mm. in the backcountry. So I'll give you an example. Yeah. All right. So Rocky is a little behind on our podcast. And so he listened to the one where uh, Chris Mead, Chris is awesome, was kind of sharing some thoughts about like immortalizing your epic trip. And I kind of shared the quick story about how I was running out of food and was sort of forced to eat like this goopy pancake mix that I got at a, um, like a backcountry ranger station. Right. And so he thought that was pretty funny. And he's like, Hey, maybe I'll bring some pancake mix on the next trip and like down some just, you know, to honor yeah. that experience. Yeah. And I thought, well, hold on a second. What if that was a punishment is it like no. on the trip, you gotta, you gotta, you know, have a little bit of a uh, gooby pancake mix. Yeah. That would be interesting to endure to some of these punishments on the trip itself. And then of course we'll have a camera right there so we can record it. Would you eat, what do you would you eat a bug? So you can come up with your ideas such as eat a bug. <laughs> um, I would do that. Yes. I, I, I feel like I inadvertently eat mosquitoes when we go through clouds of them. True. In kind of yeah, bad areas. Definitely. But I already have a running list of, of possible things we, that oh, I would great. assign to you. Oh, great. And, yeah. Okay. And none right. of them are the worst things in the world, but some of them are challenging. All right. Uh, you know, are I'm you always up for a challenge. Yeah. I mean, I'm up for a challenge. Okay. And so you can you can steal my ideas. You, you can take the pancake mix idea, whatever you want to do. We'll, we'll, we'll start with the pancake mix. And whether you get, whether you fail at this trivia or future ones, We'll leave that as an option. So I'll do. Yeah, I'll try the pancake mix if I ha- if okay. I if I fail a trivia, for sure. All right. Would Would you do the pancake mix? I already have. I've done it. You've done it. Uh, yeah, I told. That's how it's all started. But you survived. I'm, trail. I'm proud of you. I'm still alive. So in one of my stories, today, I referenced an organization that was helpful, and it made me realize that you know we live in a society nowadays that has just a ton of acronyms, including that organization. And so I, uh, I've got a list of acronyms that are related to, like, sp- like kind of stemming from my story, they're related to kind of outdoorsiness. And so I want you to tell me what the acronyms stand for. Oh, boy. It's going to be okay. anything. Okay. I've got five of them. Okay. All right. So, and, and, I'll, and I'll give you some clues on some of them. So let's start with the easy one. This is one of the ones that I referenced in my story. All right. Okay. An organization. S-A-R. S A R, what does S A R stand for? Oh boy, this is tough. I'm trying to remember all three of your stories now. What S A R might be? Survival. Am I right so far? I just want to hear the whole thing. Survival. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll just. I have no idea. So I'm gonna say survival above the rocks. <laughs> that was pretty good right um strangely (laughs) what you're describing is the correct story but not the correct organization (laughs) search and rescue search and rescue i know okay Okay. so that's one so i've got five i'm gonna say you gotta get i'm gonna you gotta get four of these you gotta get the next four four of these yeah dude i was gonna give you i had some for you i was gonna give you Okay, go ahead. Okay, you can say you can give me some. You want me to give you one? I like that you're hijacking my trivia. That's fine. All right, right next will, one. I'll, I'll give you an easy one. Okay, give me an easy one. GPS. GPS Global Positioning System. Okay, okay so you got one right. NPS. N as in Nancy. Uh, right. National National Park Service. Right. Okay. Okay. Nice. Okay. This, so now I've got two left. 
One of them is specific to uh, Strava, one of the apps that we've referenced, kind of tracking mileage, Strava. trail runners, okay, mountain me, bikers. Me put on my Strava cap. And I'll give my hint on this one is this is this is for somebody who is like really into their their Stravaing and right. they're like the best at something. Okay. All right. Go ahead. K O M. K O M. Strava. All right. Give me a second here. Give me a second. Strava. The best. King. King. King of the mountain. King of the mountain. Yeah. Good job. Okay. Mountain. All right. Okay. So you're three out of four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. One more left. And you're on a hot streak right now. Last one. All right. R E I. You know what I was. <laughs> It's so funny you just did that one. You know what? I was going to give you that one later. Oh, okay. So you should know it then, right? Funny. REI is Recreational uh, Equipment Incorporated, I think. All right. You got it, man. All right. Saved yourself some pancake mix right there. Whew. All right. I got a couple yeah. for you if you can get okay. any of these. If you miss this one, I will be thoroughly disappointed. I don't know, man. Like when we play, when we play Balderdash, this is my. Worst category. I missed so. SAR. I, that's like, you know, your brain locks up and, you're, you know, these are easy. This is an easy right. one for you. Okay. Okay. PCT. Oh, okay. So that's referring to the Long Trail, the Pacific Crest Trail. There you go, buddy. All Good right. job. Okay. So I have one. I don't know if you're going to get this, but I think you'll appreciate it based on, I think we did this an episode or two ago. Okay. And it really, really, really annoys you. So the acronym for this, no, 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 it's not bear cancers. It's close. (laughs) It's close. Okay. This, this acronym is WP slash B. It's, uh, I'll give you a hint because I know this is ridiculous. I'll give you a hint. This is something that you would wear. Okay. And you find this really annoying. I find it really annoying. Depending, depending on the weather. You drink a lot of this. On a backpacking trip. Water pants that are black. <laughs> Water pants. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Well, my SAR is sounding a lot better now. Um, okay, water. it's waterproof and breathable. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> like the jacket. We talked about the jacket. So it's basically a big fat lie, as we identified before. Basically, yeah. Wait, who was the one yeah. that, that told us that was a big myth? Was it was it section hiker? No, I don't. Yeah. Was it section hiker? <laughs> you always got to bring up sectionhiker.com. <laughs> Look, I know you appreciate the site now, so I can use it more. Uh, I'm not sure. Okay, so I like that you. I like that I gave you trivia, and that you just simply like hijacked it, and then decided to to like respond with trivia. I think that's fair. that was good. I, think, I just want you good. to understand the pressure that was put on me, and you did pretty. You did pretty good. <laughs> I'm proud of you, guys. That's going to do it for us today. Thanks again for all the support. Uh, again, let me remind you to do a quick review on the Apple app to um, help the podcast out. We greatly appreciate it. Thanks again for all the service individuals who have been listening and joining the podcast team. Appreciate it very much. Uh, and we look forward to seeing you guys next time on the Backpacking and Blisters podcast. And remember, guys, it is not backpacking unless there's a few blisters. Oh, all right. I'm sitting here 
you're thinking of outdoor acronyms on the trail for Carl, what would be? I need. I definitely. Uh, I definitely need to PMS. I need to purchase more shoes just because I don't want him to steal mine and leave them on the trail. So maybe I'll bring a couple extra pairs of those. And I also need to. Uh, I mean, I know he's so jealous of me when I beat him at all the games on the trip. He's just, he's just a, well, oh, here's a good acronym, haters, having anger towards everyone reaching success. That makes sense if you play games. So um, I'm just really, oh, another acronym, great. I feel really great about it. I'm just getting really excited about today. So let's see if he can get those, put those in my journal. All right, over and out. The most legendary shows in the outdoors is on Waypoint TV. Don't miss Primo's Truth About Hunting, Wednesday nights at 7 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV, the destination for outdoor entertainment. Through the Blackwater bayous and in the dark Louisiana night, floats a duck camp, alive with the sounds of swamp pop and the smells of Cajun cooking. Mississippi Delta in Venice to the Cajun prairies of the Southwest. Me and the Duck Camp Dinners crew will be hunting and eating it all. This is Duck Camp Dinner. Join me, Chef Jean-Paul Bourgeois, and the whole crew every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern on Waypoint TV.